welcome to Don't Worry, You're Enough podcast. I'm Diane Roberts. And I'm Michaela Bennett. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We're doing a little shimmy shake for this episode. Shit jingle. Shake it. I know. Someone make us Someone... a jingle. We need something. We'll something. update it. I mean, oh yeah. All of the stuff that we've done so far has been really just on the fly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> How many episodes are we in? Like 18. 17, 18. 18. So maybe it's time we'll... for a jingle. When we hit the 20 episode mark, <laughs> someone better write us something. All right, Mike, get on that. <laughs> Get, get us our jingle. Yes, Mike, please. Please do it. I will talk to him. The vo- the vo- <laughs> he's, he's the voice in the background somewhere. <laughs> um, so we were thinking about topics for the next couple episodes. And one thing that just popped into my mind was hospitality or like heart for hospitality. Say that 10 times fast. Heart for hospitality. And I think where it came from for me specifically is customer service, especially what the world is kind of going through at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll preach. Um, with the lack of employees people. that are available, people that are available, and just the anxiousness that people are feeling. And, oh, man, just... I was listening to one woman that I follow on Instagram and she was just so upset at that both of her Starbucks were closed. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I'm like, can we talk about what a luxury it is that we have drive through coffee, number one? And number yep. two, I don't know about you, but the Starbucks by my house in Menor, those people are the loveliest, Aww. best personalities like in the face of people just yelling at them all day long and just the most lovely people and just and I've heard that from multiple people that there's this 50-50 kind of going on right now where people are either extremely kind to those that are in the service industry or they are just unbearable like I don't care I need my things now and I, I think we're just so used to fast-paced culture that we're used to going into a store, going into a drive-through, getting in, getting out, even curbside pickup, which has become popular because of the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as soon as people are like stopped and made to p- practice patience, we're like, "I'm sorry, we're, we're Americans. Finding... What is patience?" <laughs> exactly. Now we're finding that no one has patience. Everyone is on edge still, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I find myself almost being overtly kind and overtly understanding to workers because they're so overworked and they're so exhausted. And it's everywhere. It doesn't matter where you're, it doesn't matter if you're going to the bank. It doesn't matter whether it's food service industry. It's just hospitality (laughs) in general is struggling. And so it makes it so much more obvious when I go somewhere and the people that are working there are just so kind and welcoming and their customer service is still on point, even though you yeah. know that they go home and they're pulling their hair out and crying. <laughs> yeah. So I just was thinking of that a lot lately because 
I think my spiritual gift is hospitality. It's something that I've noticed in myself. I, I've always been that way. I've always been the type of person where I want people to feel welcome. I I want people to, uh, you know, like I'd always try to connect to people. I always think of that like customer service aspect, even, even though I'm not in a, re- I guess it's probably all the years of retail and for you, all the years of um, food that mm-hmm. it, it <laughs> you, that customer service piece doesn't go away. No. And so you, it's, it's almost like customer service for your, for yourself as a business, you know? So and you can definitely tell the people who have never done retail or food industry in their entire life. Cause not that everyone who does customer service is always kind. I mean, Mm -hmm. I worked at Starbucks. We can, we can talk about that for a hot second, but Mm -hmm. like there are some people that just do it because it's a job and there's other people that understand. Yes you know, because of lack of patience, kind of the entitlement of, hey, I'm owed this, I'm owed that. Whenever we, if we say it or not, we just kind of always have that air about us as Americans, I feel. Not that everyone who does customer service always has a great attitude, always is kind and going above and beyond. Most of them do, and we're very appreciative of that. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, please walk a mile in my shoes. Like, (laughs) once working at Starbucks myself, like, the number of people that would come in every morning. Our rush hour was about two hours um, or an hour and a half, really. And over time, you know, I got to memorize people's faces and names, their drink orders. So as soon as they come up to the window, I was like, hey, Diane, great to see you again. Here's your order. We'll have it at the window. And that really made a difference of just the disposition of even the customers coming through. For sure. And it is... it. <laughs> I don't know what kind of energy it takes. It does take a lot of energy to even want to invest that time and effort into memorizing names and orders. And depending on if it retail, like, I don't know, folding an extra hundred shirts, whatever the case is. It's like, it does mean something to them. It though. means something. It does. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that you care. I think maybe we've had a lack of caring of even just maybe treating retail or food people, not as robots, but like we kind of don't. Think like of that they're them a person. Hearts. Yeah, like <laughs> right. that they're an actual person and that yeah. they have feelings and yeah, yeah it's yeah. they're not a machine. They're a no. person. No. I also we think can that... crank it out like a machine, but like we no, <laughs> we're I, irreplaceable. I, uh, I believe that customers also like the anonymity of going somewhere and ordering things, and so they when you actually recognize them and recognize their order they're like oh i i'm i'm actually not anonymous you know who you've seen my face here multiple times and yeah or i come in every week and you actually recognize me i think that that really does mean something to a lot of people it always reminds me of you know how every coffee shop always had the little the cute little old man that would just come in with the paper and just mm-hmm. th- they would be like hi Terry you know and and <laughs> like they yeah. know his yeah. order they know or or the diner that would always have the regulars that always yep. that i feel that that has been lost a little bit and i think that's where it was kind of bubbling to the surface for me is that knowing all of the terrible things that happen to all of these service industry type people and and not that it's just service industry i'm just talking hospitality to your neighbor in general has been lost it's just when i think hospitality i think customer service and then i think food and retail but i think that that has been 
really lost because people are now <laughs> afraid to interact with each other. Yeah. They're, they're, they got so used to being inside and being alone and enjoying it to, for some people really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. probably yourself enjoyed being away yes. from people for so yes, long. Yes, I will not lie. I will not lie about that. Yes. <laughs> but people like myself where I do enjoy being around people. I do enjoy bringing people together. I, I want people to feel welcome. That was a struggle for me because being alone is something that I do enjoy, but I also, the other half of me enjoys being around other people, which is, you know, the, the split personality sort of thing. I had to kind of look up hospitality because if you asked me to, to define it, I wouldn't know what it is. And I know we love to look up definitions on this podcast. So yes, we do. I, I had to look it up and it just said uh, f- being friendly and welcoming to strangers and guests. Oh, so, like that. so strangers and people that you know, you know, people that you know, and, and hospitality can obviously be anything. It can be just being kind to a stranger or you're welcoming someone into your house for a dinner. And Bob Goff always talks about having dinner. He always says food is a, a meal is something that will bring people together and it really opens people up and, and brings sort of joy around the table and, and helps people get to know each other. And that's like the true definition of hospitality to me is having a dinner. And because I'm in an apartment, I don't have that luxury of having people over because I would love to cook for people and have them come eat at my house regularly. I think that would be yeah. so much fun. So I think it's probably the point of it is just that I think it's just easier said than done. This hospitality thing, this heart for hospitality Yes, in America. I would say anywhere else, it's just, it's just part of given. their culture. It's just what they do. Now, I say that to say probably, you know, our friends in the South would be like, excuse me, have you ever heard of Southern hospitality? I'd be like, yes, ma'am, I have. So it's not to say that it's completely null and void here in the States, but I yeah. think there's certain regions that are very hospitable, very kind, very much like here's a sweet tea or here's a coffee, here's a whatever. But I think there are other cultures around the world that it's just built in that, yes, you have to teach it because I think hospitality is, is a skill that is always one to be perfecting, well, e- understanding how that looks to you. You know, if you don't have the space to have people over, then potentially it's like, hey, let's get a group of people together. Let's go for a walk like mm-hmm. your birthday this year. Um yeah. Let's have donuts and coffee afterwards. So it's, it looks diff- it doesn't have to be all defined by a house or a restaurant, um, which is the easiest thing to do. But I, yeah, I think I think there are some people that they get it much easier than others. Um, and I, for I the agree, and that's who don't get it. It's like oh, or, that's or it's like pulling teeth. That's why yeah. I put. I actually wrote that down. I'm like, for some, it's very easy. It's just in their nature. It's in their personality to be um friendly and welcoming and to have that part of their personality and for many that sounds terrifying and it's pulling and it's as if you're pulling teeth so i do you think a lot of it might come from social anxiety from the people that it feels like it's pulling teeth oh yeah it's like for I have sure. to step out of myself say hello engage yes. in small talk you have a group of people yes. that love small talk a group that hates it i don't think that we know how to do small talk well anymore that used to be like I small talk was the like a skill it was a legit like skill put on the resume agree. completely yeah, I agree 
And I so, think the last two years of we're all enclosed and like we're not having that connection. So I think all of us maybe need to restart. Yes. Hi, how are you? What do yes. you do? Where do you live? <laughs> what we do you need like to some do? Small talk classes because Ooh, yes, it yes. is a, it is a lost art, I do yeah. believe. For instance, this is a perfect example. It's funny that we're talking about this today. So um, I was at a funeral visitation uh, Friday, and I was, I won't go into all the details, but there were people there that I was there by myself. I didn't really know anyone. Um, I was there to support a friend. And he introduced me to another person who was there by themselves and then another person that was there by themselves. And amidst all of this, he's introducing us to all, you know, to each other. And, and I just remember sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm having small talk again, you know, because it's been so long since, and and all small talk is, and all being hospitable is, is just asking questions is actually being engaged and asking questions about that person and learning a little bit more about them. So I was able to talk to someone that I had never met before. We had a connection, which was this friend of mine, but we didn't really talk, you know, talk so much about that friend. We actually were like, oh, what do you do? Where are you from? What's, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I learned all the, all these things about that person. And at the end of it, I we were, we were looking at each other, and it's like we knew each other this whole time. So it's like I made this new friend, and I just thought it was so hilarious. Like I had said in previous podcasts, I go, we're going to become best friends. <laughs> so yeah, I said, you do so say I, that a lot. So I said to him, because it's like, hey, more than merrier, like, come in, like, let's just be friends. And there's so much going on, and like you said, so much social anxiety and uh, there's so many people that don't really know how to connect. And I just try to be that bridge for people too. So it's like, okay, here's a kind person. Oh, wow. There are kind people <laughs> in this world. They still exist. They still, still exist. Here. So yeah. besides social anxiety, what do you think else holds people back from kind of having that, that heart for hospitality or kind of reaching out? I don't want to go into the, like, why do people react a certain way, but what? What maybe makes them hesitate or hold back from being hospitable besides the Mm. social anxiety, do you think? Good good question. I would say, I mean, first thing that popped into my mind was selfishness. We're so used to having things being catered to us. We're so used to having our Amazon deliveries come the next day. We're so used to be able to go through a drive-thru and like just take, take, take. And we are not a culture that gives more than we take. And so I think it does take a certain mindset and a certain energy to be like, Hey, I'm going to talk to this person in line. You know, we're, we're, we're in line. There's not a lot of service people to help check us out at the store or wherever. So it's like, let's just, let's just, I don't know, kill time if it were. So selfishness, I would think too, um, there's a certain vulnerability about opening yourself up to new people, new Mm, experiences. That's true. That's true. Um, Maybe a slight fear of rejection, because again, you never know how the other person's going to react, but just a simple, hey, how are you? What do you do? If you're younger, like, where'd you go to school? Older, like, kids, or I don't know, just, you know, something like that, work, vacation, whatever. Yeah, I just think it is that fear of, of what if they don't talk to me? What if they're weird? 
what if they're a psychopath as you i think silent <laughs> i don't know yeah. what if you're a sociopath another psychopath <laughs> right like, let's be psychopaths know. together there i think um also silence i think is terrifying to people so that that yes. for me is yeah. definitely that is that lull in the conversation and how do i bring mm. it back and and keep that conversation flowing and when's mm. a good time and maybe this is just our generation you know overthinking these things but when's a good time to get out of the conversation or when's a good time to leave or when's a good you know because some people are they could just keep talking you know yeah. just keep asking questions keep talking and maybe you're stuck at a party and you're talking to the same person for four hours it's like okay well I'm gonna go talk to some other people now it's like what is that considered rude you know there's a fine art to that even <laughs> yeah. like okay I gotta go bye <laughs> yeah that's I don't know I don't know what the answers are to that but I don't either it's but, yeah. but that's my fear Google, would be Google that. the answers yeah would be that <laughs> would be that lull but yeah. what I remember learning um I think there was a book a long time ago it's like how to make friends and influence what is it oh, oh, oh. someone's screaming at us right now how to, how to make friends and influence. friends and influence people I think that's what it came to or my mind something along those lines yeah and one of the things I remember from that from years ago reading that book was ask questions when in doubt ask them questions and oh so it's it's like a fine line between interviewing someone and also general questions and I think Annie F Downs has a is really good at that because she will she's an author and she's a podcaster as well And, and if you ever listen to her 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 interview style is if if someone brings up something, she's like, tell me more about that. And I always liked that about her. And I, it's something that I want to take on myself is I think listening is a, is an art too. So when you're listening in a conversation with someone that hospitality piece can come out where you're, you're listening for intent and then you are taking that and then, Oh, okay. Tell me more. Tell I'd be interested, you know, even if it's something that you're not totally interested in, it's just like, oh, okay, well, what is that about? Or how did that affect you? And then it Mm -hmm. becomes a very deep conversation sometimes. So it's good. Just showing a genuine interest in the other person really makes a difference for them. Because I do find that the people who talk a lot and can't stop are either group a they talk a lot and that's just them in general or b no one's really engaged with them before so now someone has and they feel seen and they just want to carry on that conversation and And you talk a lot and not listen that's the that's the key part so they may be a good conversationalist but they're not listening yeah we know a lot of people like that It happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, We're both a word bubble, like a image is appearing of of a couple people that we know that that are like that. The listening piece, I think, is key for hospitality. Listening is the key because that there's one thing to be friendly and welcoming, but if there's no sustenance, that's my my next word, Mm. my key word for today is someone venmo you five bucks yeah someone venmo me five dollars for my word today but it is (laughs) uh if there's no sustenance to that relationship or to those questions or that 
that cultivating. I I don't know about you, but I've been in conversations where people are asking me a lot of questions, but like I said, they're just interviewing me. They really aren't engaged. They're kind of, you can tell that they're distracted. They're looking a different way, you know, a bunch of different ways. They're not really paying attention to my answer, you know? So I think it's, I think it is an art to be that type of person. Um, I was thinking of a couple things is like, how do sort of cultivate a heart for hospitality granted we can't have these like deep long conversations with the people in the drive-thru at starbucks right (laughs) but you know it could there were a couple things that i was thinking about that could be uh, honestly things that i could improve upon too would be sharing a meal like we said, that could be mm-hmm. as simple as making a meal or go or, or sharing a meal with someone. That doesn't have to be a friend. That could be taking someone that you don't know. That could be buying someone's meal. That could be that could be, you know, working for a food bank and helping people that way. That could be anything. It could just be randomly Venmoing someone money and being like thinking about your lunches on me. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be these big gestures gestures exactly it can be something you know sharing a meal and and i think that really turns people's lives around sometimes when they are even being thought of and then another one is just introducing yourself how many times have you been in a situation where you've been having a huge conversation with someone and have just or there's several people in a room and you've never introduced yourself to them or someone hasn't, I think also taking someone that you know has social anxiety, like Michaela, like if I had, remember I had you come, <laughs> remember I had you come to my walking thing and you were like, yes. Uh, so I had, just to back yes. up really quick, is in January I had a an event where all I wanted was, for my birthday, was I wanted my friends to get together with me and take a winter hike with me and then afterwards we would have coffee and donuts and what did you say to me you were like I I don't don't, know anyone I don't know anyone this is gonna be awkward I was like I totally agree I am exactly and then she blasted me in front of the whole group you're like you were so nervous that you don't know anybody. (laughs) yes because I knew that this was like the most welcoming the most loving they were group this was I did not I would love for someone to do that to me if I was like the odd man out and and then people and I go hey you know Maria you know this like this you have a connection I I was like please envelop Michaela in all of your love (laughs) and they did and it was fun and yes and so just introducing yourself or introducing others to people you know, I think that is a great key for hospitality. Asking questions, like we were saying, or like being engaged, not just and even thinking of fun someone. questions, right? Because yeah. the interviewing is like, "Hey, how are you? What do you, what do, do, you do? Where do you live? Where do you live?" And I think just having like a list of like super fun questions at the back of your mind of like, "Hey, I'm Michaela. Like, what's the best?" I don't know. Someone asked me, Something. I remember a long time ago, they go, what's your story? I'm like, ugh. I'm like, where do you <laughs> want to start? The beginning? Do you want to start yeah. in 2008? Like, where? Yeah, where, where do we Chapter begin? 16? Like, whatever. Yes. I'm trying to think, like, of... what are super fun questions? People I'm are always just... like, what, what's your spirit animal? Or like, what's your favorite movie? Because that will tell a lot about a person. Yes. Or like your favorite TV show or music or something. Mm-hmm. For our theater people, what's your favorite musical or First concert house? you've ever been to. Yeah, like something something fun that's 
more about like them and their interests because what you Mm -hmm. do like for your nine to five job or whatever your hours are like that doesn't define you you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. as we said before like you can't fit yourself onto a resume sheet of paper but it's like yeah what are your interests because everyone is looking for we all mesh well with people who do the same thing that we do and we also mesh well with people who don't and then we learn from that but it's really fun to be like oh my gosh I was at the same concert like 10 years ago like do you love them too like how many concerts have you been to like whatever I think that's that's more fun more personable and that's easily engageable for sure absolutely I always try to find some sort of connection yeah you know what is the connection between you and I there's got to be something I think we're all connected in some way what is that connection what do you love what do you not love it could even be a shared hatred of something yeah you know oh my gosh I can't stand when that happens and then that connects you you know just just having that connection with someone a couple other things really quickly is you know be generous with your time yeah so that could help cultivate that hospitality piece that may be lacking is be generous with your time maybe um someone is really down and out and needs to listen you know you need someone to listen to you being hospitable could just be listening you know being generous with your time or or volunteering or you know something along those lines like i mentioned including others i also have like housing people you know so hospitality also includes that piece where you're having family members stay at your house or you're being you're being a a great host to them when they're staying with you friends or family and then I just sort of said kindness to a stranger was my last thing yeah so many people are struggling like we've mentioned in previous podcasts we all know it we all we all feel it and just being just smiling even these days is going so far eye contact eye contact and smile i couldn't tell you how many people but you're going to have... tell me no <laughs> <laughs> touche how many people i've just smiled and said good morning to and they're like yeah. oh, good morning yeah how are you feeling today it could be anything so let's just, just try try just it out try try it out tell us tell us how you did <laughs> I know that's a lot, but I was thinking of just a couple things that, gosh, if it is in your in your will to to be that type of person, of course, I encourage it. But if it's so far out of the way for you to be hospitable to people, I'd say maybe you need to <laughs> reevaluate a couple things within yourself because we should be, especially in the in the climate that we're in right now, we should be kinder to the people yes. around us, especially as we move on and end our 2021 so that is it that was good very good excellent well done (laughs) well done clapping well done team well done team we did it we got through (laughs) it high five high five air high fives to all of us as ellen degeneres says be kind to one another and i think that's we should also be kind to one another we're trying we're trying do it all right well we'll see you next time thank you so much Bye. bye friends Thank you for joining. Be sure to check out our website at don'tworryyourenough.com, which links to our blog. We will see you next week.